the forgotten Fatima devotion, Communion of Reparation on First Saturday. This is episode two of a six-part mini-series. It centers on why devotion to the Immaculate Heart of Mary is so important, in what it consists of, and why it is especially appropriate for our times. It is an interview of Father Michael Rodriguez by David Rodriguez. Praise be Jesus and Mary. I'm David Rodriguez, Content Director of the Fatima Center, joined once again by Father Michael Rodriguez. Welcome, Father. Thank you very much, and once again, I'm very glad to be here, and may it be for the greater glory of God, and to promote the full message of Our Lady Fatima. Thank you, Father. So this is a mini-series in which we're going to try to explain better the first Saturday devotion, that forgotten Fatima devotion, which is so important for us. And so I think it's best to begin with, if you have your true story of Fatima, but it's printed everywhere, Our Lady's words on that very important apparition of July 13, 1917, where she showed the children hell. That's the first part, if you will, of the secret of Fatima, which is traditionally broken up into three parts uh, by Sister Lucia herself. Then when she begins the second, she says, If people will do what I tell you, many souls will be saved, and there will be peace. The war is going to end. That's a reference to World War I. But if they do not stop offending God, another worse war will break out in the reign of Pius XII. And she goes on to explain, To forestall this, I shall come to ask for the consecration of Russia to my Immaculate Heart and the communion of reparation on the first Saturdays. If they heed my requests, plural, Russia will be converted and there will be peace. If not, she shall spread her errors throughout the world, promoting wars and persecution of the church. The good will be martyred. The Holy Father will have much to suffer. Various nations will be annihilated. In the end, my Immaculate Heart shall triumph. The Holy Father will consecrate Russia to me, which will be converted, and some time of peace will be given to the world. There's obviously much more that is said there. I've just taken some small parts to emphasize that the first Saturday devotion is, is, is very important. You know, why, why is the first Saturday so important? Why does Our Lady mention it there on July 13th? The most important reason for the devotion to the Immaculate Heart of Mary is ultimately because that's part of God's plan. I mean, it's what God has chosen for our times and God in His infinite goodness and wisdom, I mean, He knows what He asks for. I think that, and we'll, we'll talk about it, I think there are a lot of marvelous reasons on why God has revealed this, but I do emphasize that our Blessed Mother herself, she said this. So, in her second apparition there at Fatima on June the 13th, 1917, her words to the shepherd children were, God wants to establish the devotion to my Immaculate Heart in the world. So we can say, it is the will of God. This is God's plan to establish devotion to her Immaculate Heart. And then she also tells Sister Lucia at that same second apparition, my Immaculate Heart will be your refuge and the way that will lead you to God. I really want to emphasize this because 
Why is devotion to the Immaculate Heart of Mary so important? The very words of our Blessed Mother are, this is the way that will lead you to God. We could also paraphrase or make an analogy and say, this is the way that will lead you to heaven. This is the way that you will be able to save your soul and many souls as well. But I just emphasize in particular the words of our Blessed Mother, this is the way that will lead you to God. And this should be the goal of every single Catholic, really the goal of every single human being, to find the true path to God. And so often, especially in our world today, it's not that easy to find the true way to God. So many heresies are out there and just so much relativism and subjectivism and also materialism where we have so many people, even maybe a lot of them well-meaning, that want to find God, but more often they're not, more often than not, they're finding themselves and doing their own will rather than really finding God. And then also, just to emphasize the message of Our Lady of Fatima in her words on July the 13th, 1917, that Devi, you just finished quoting some of them, telling the children, she says, You have seen hell where the souls of poor sinners go. To save them, God wishes to establish in the world the devotion to my Immaculate Heart. So again, straight from the words of our Blessed Mother, to save souls, to save souls from hell. And because of this, because this is the path that will lead us to God, is why this devotion is so important. Well, and the other thing I thought that was so beautiful, Father, in that you said from that second apparition where she told Lucia that her immaculate heart would be her refuge. Uh, certainly she directed that to Lucia, but I can see her saying that as a good mother to all of us. We all, I think, in these turbulent times of great crisis, are seeking refuge. And we need refuge, and, and what better refuge than the immaculate heart of Mary? Uh, so that's beautiful, and that gives me a lot of comfort. I guess if someone wanted to ask you, well, sort of like, and what does this devotion to the Immaculate Heart, I don't really get it. It doesn't make sense to me. Like, what does it consist? Or, again, I know it's a deep mystery, so we could talk about this forever, and maybe in heaven we will, if we get there, God willing. But anyway, no, I guess if you could give me some bullet points on what you might tell someone, you know, what the devotion to the Immaculate Heart is sort of about. This, I would say, maybe we might say a little bit theological on the importance and beauty of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, because obviously there have to be reasons. We would say, okay, well, if God wants to establish this devotion to the Immaculate Heart of His Mother in our times, well, you know, God has His reasons. And I think there's some very important points to make about this, again, in what it consists of, and again, also kind of explaining why it's, it's so key, because really, I would say it's at the very center of what our life as Christians and as Catholics should be. First of all, I'd emphasize specifically for our times that the Immaculate Heart of Mary, there's no place, no person where we find that purity, we could say purity of love for God, purity of the worship of God, of the worship of God and of the adoration of God, and purity of belief in God. When I say purity of worship, hopefully all of you will be thinking lex orandi, how we pray and worship as Catholics. And when I say purity of belief, truly putting all one's faith and trust in God and in the truth that He has revealed, hopefully you'll be thinking lex credendi. Especially in our times, I would say, especially in the 20th and 21st century, we have a huge crisis in these areas our true worship of God and our true belief in God. 
And yet here God is offering us in the Immaculate Heart of His Mother, we might say, the way to perfectly worship God and adore God. A complete focus on God. Sometimes what I like to emphasize in terms of Mary's Immaculate Heart is that every movement, every beat of Mary's Immaculate Heart is directed to God, to believing in God, to adoring God, to hoping in God, to loving God, praising God, and pleasing God by doing His holy will. And so, this is such an important aspect also of the Immaculate Heart of Mary and devotion to her Immaculate Heart, because she's the model for us, her heart is the model for us of being perfectly focused on God, perfectly looking for the glory of God, and again, perfectly worshipping God in adoration and thanksgiving especially, and a perfect belief in God. So this is, again, a very important aspect of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And then along with that is that when we talk about the Immaculate Heart of Mary and devotion to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, central to it is that we imitate the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And so it isn't just a question of practicing certain external devotions. That certainly is a part of it. And again, at Fatima, our Blessed Mother is emphasizing the first Saturday devotion as a kind of external devotion that is key in also winning graces for us for the consecration of Russia, but also to practice devotion to her Immaculate Heart. But may we never forget how important it is that we imitate the Immaculate Heart of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Just imagine today how different the Catholic Church would be and I would say especially in the post-conciliar period, post-Vatican II period, how different the Catholic Church would be if we were truly worshipping God, adoring God, and believing in God, and believing in the truth that He has revealed after the example of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Imagine how different it would be. And so this is what we have to also strive for when we're practicing devotion to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Again, purity in worship. Purity in doctrine. And then obviously also the virtue of purity. I mean to be pure in our hearts, have a pure intention, pure in our bodies, which is also so, so necessary with all the flood of impurities and all the filth of impurities that is wrecking havoc in the world and in the church. I think it's extremely significant that in Fatima, you know, God is asking for this, specifically wanting to establish devotion to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, where there it's being understood in, in our Catholic sense of how imitate also the purity of our Blessed Mother's heart, the purity of her body as well. I mean, obviously her heart connected with her body. This is key. St. John Eudes, there's one of the, the beautiful ways in which he urges us to practice devotion to the Immaculate Heart, is he tells us, keep in thy heart the feelings which are in the heart of Mary, the mother of Jesus. So that's key to devotion to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, that you keep in your heart and in your mind the devotion, the feelings that are in her Immaculate Heart. And St. John Eudes mentions four in particular. He says these are four sentiments that like, let's say, dominate the Immaculate Heart of the Blessed Virgin Mary. As you listen to them, 
Consider the very grave crisis we are in now. Consider, for example, the errors of Russia. Consider all these deviations in worship and doctrine. And St. John Yude says that these are four outstanding sentiments of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. One, horror and abomination for every kind of sin. Horror and abomination for every kind of sin. Think about what the Catholic Church would be like today and, and just even all our priests. If all of us as priests had a horror and an abomination for every kind of sin, especially sins of heresy and sins of impurity. Number two, hatred and scorn for this corrupt world and everything pertaining to it. We might just say like hatred and a perfect detachment from all the things of the world. Number three, the lowest possible esteem and even of scorn and hatred toward self. And we might say a perfect humility and a perfect recognition that I am nothing and God is everything and that I am radically dependent on God and on His mercy. And number four, I especially like this one. I think this one is particularly relevant for us. I would say so much a part of the message of Our Lady of Fatima, so central to her Immaculate Heart, so central to devotion to Mary and to devotion to Immaculate Heart. And that fourth sentiment St. John Yutes teaches is profound esteem, respect, and love for all the things of God and His Church. Here there's so much we could talk about. The sacraments, profound esteem for just God's holy name, the Holy Eucharist, the precious body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, for even just the Holy Rosary. Again, profound esteem and love for the Holy Rosary, for prayer. For prayer, for devotion, for example, just to the saints. Uh, we might say all of the brothers and sisters, the holy brothers and sisters of our Lord. I mean, just think of it. All of the holy things of God and of the church, a profound esteem and respect and love for these. We might even say one is willing to give one's life for these holy things of God and His church. So I think there with St. John Hughes, I was thinking, fighting the devil, sin, the world, the worldliness, and the flesh, my own self, and then this wonderful piety and love of God our Father. Those are the way I would summarize what you just told me about St. John Hughes. Also, I want to encourage everyone to get the latest issue of the Fatima Crusader. This is issue 128, winter 2021. We don't have that much time left in this session, Father, but in here you do have an article where you're talking about the Immaculate Heart. Some of the things we're saying are in here, so read that. Father Couture also talks about the first Saturday in reparation. Read that one. They even mentioned the errors of Russia, and we've got a great article on that in this, so it's jam-packed with some more information. Do get this magazine. Please read it and share it, distribute it widely to others. Uh, if I can just, you know, very quickly, Father, correct me here, but one of the ways I would sort of maybe try to, in layman's terms, synthesize much of the beautiful theological things you were telling us is Jesus Christ, our Lord, like any good son, wants everyone to love his mother, right? I mean, that's a simple way. And so devotion to the Immaculate Heart is there. That's why he wants it in the world. But obviously, it's even deeper than that, because as you said, it's not just loving our Blessed Mother, but it's imitating her. And we know that our Blessed Mother is most like Christ. She's perfect. And you know, St. John Hughes will even say that their two hearts are, are so closely connected that mystically, they're one heart. So if I'm imitating the Immaculate Heart of Mary, then I'm drawing very close to Mary and conforming myself to her, which ultimately means I'm really conforming myself to the heart of Christ. Sort of being brought into that divine life of Mary and Jesus and then also the divine trinity. 
that that's what this devotion, and as I start talking that way, I'm, you know, my mind gets a little blown away, but I feel like, well, that's a glimpse of heaven, of heaven here on earth. Sort of like to enter into that heart of Mary, to be united with Christ's sacred heart. Now I'm in the Trinity. So it's almost like God is saying, you guys need to start living heaven here on earth, and it's going to happen only through the Immaculate Heart. And, you know, that's why it's so important that he's giving us this devotion, and that's why you're fighting sin and the world and the devil. And is that a... Is that kind of a simple, fair way of saying it? Yes, no, I mean, it's actually the last point I was going to make, but I was thinking we're maybe running out of time, but maybe what I'll do in terms of that is just maybe read a beautiful quote by St. John Hughes, which kind of confirms uh, what you were saying about him. But maybe just concluding by saying, yes, the Sacred Heart and the Immaculate Heart of Mary mysteriously, and we can say mystically, are one. And so in practicing our devotion to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, we're actually, it's, we might say, the most marvelous way in a way that our Savior Jesus Christ has given to us and what God wants for our times. A marvelous way to unite us to Him. The sacred heart of Jesus is the fountain of salvation. Delving deeper into the mystery of our redemption, we begin to grasp that Mary's immaculate heart is one with her Son's heart. Two hearts that are mysteriously and mystically one. This is why St. John Eutes can say, quote, and we're quoting St. John Eutes, the heart of Mary is the source of universal salvation. All salvation springs from Mary's heart. The salvation of man, having taken place in the heart of Mary, all Christians must consider her after God as the source of their life and as the cause and center of their happiness. They must always be turned toward her heart, gaze upon it unceasingly and make it the object of their aspirations and desires. Close quote. Well, now we have a better understanding of why devotion to the Immaculate Heart is so important. In our next session, we'll begin to speak about the privileged means that God has given us so that we can foster this devotion to the back of the heart in our own hearts and in the whole world. Thank you, Father. If you'd give us your blessing, please. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Almighty God, we ask your blessing upon us. We especially ask you to bless us with greater faith in thee and greater faith and trust in the message of Our Lady of Fatima. Benedictus omnipotentis. Patris et Fili et Spiritus Sancti descendat super vos et maniat semper. Amen. Our Lady of Fatima, pray, pray for us. us. This presentation has been brought to you by the Fatima Center. Copyright 2022. All rights reserved. For more resources regarding the Catholic faith and the message of Fatima, and to support this vital apostolate with a donation, please visit our website, Fatima.org, or call us at 1-800-263-8160. So many need to hear the message Our Lady brought the world at Fatima, of devotion to her Immaculate Heart, the communion of reparation on first Saturdays, daily prayer of the rosary, to cease offending God, of penance and prayer, prayer for the Pope, and the necessity of Russia's consecration to her Immaculate Heart, 
The hour is late. Now, only she can help us. For the glory of God, the honor of Our Lady, and the salvation of many souls, please share the Fatima message with everyone you know. And may Our Lady reward you. Most Sacred Heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. Immaculate Heart of Mary, pray for us.